left behind from a nuclear hug, a world with no room for scriptures of kindness and love, a star that once created, a star that grows stronger, a star that has tipped the scales of famine, a gift for the corrupted, the sun's power in the hand of our world's devourers, behind a V8, a grind and grate, their screams will intervate fear in each who call me foe. A disruption, disruption that beckons me that I cannot avoid. I'll be this world's new sun. A big, big bang waiting to become. All right. So is that Shakespeare? That's Shakespeare. That's straight out of his lips, man. He knew all about engines mm. way back when. That's I believe impressive. it. Yeah, it's impressive. So uh, right off the bat, let's let's go ahead and read back some minutes here because we missed something enormous. I can't believe it since I, we went we went straight into the fucking Steven Seagal vortex last week. Uh, yeah, exactly. How did we miss this? But we did. You know, we pulled one of those Ning Shen hairs, and we just kept following it along. And that's how it ended up being a two-hour episode. Because it's actually one long hair that just curled up on his head. But we followed that, that trail and found out way too much shit that we forgot about the most important line of the movie. Yep. Let's hear it, Griff. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to... Re- okay. <laughs> no, so I course- don't want to touch that shitty line. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. So as he's getting out of the coma, he hears the senator ring that line out. And you can take that to the bank. And he looks out his window. And no, 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 no. Maybe I, I do have to bring it up. This came later in the movie. This is when he was having the the uh, the flashbacks of his friend going... Remember a phrase. Oh, remember a phrase. I always remember, remember it at, a the, phrase. Different, at yeah. the different part. Yeah. I, but I do believe that the commercial was playing at the same time. But, okay. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. It's right before the shootout. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I always think of it as after he gets up out of the coma because he's no. standing up watching the TV. It's the second time, though, right. right before. And, of course, he's got the relapse. He hears the senator again, and he finally has the re- re- revelation, and he says to himself, I'm going to take you to the bank. The blood bank. Oh, so awful. He, do you think he improv that? Yes. You know, I was. No writer what, would write You know that. what it reminded me of? You remember the Seinfeld episode where um, a guy rips on George and he goes, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, yep. the jerk store called and they're looking for you. <laughs> they're running out of you. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that, that was what it reminded me of. That painful. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very spot on. Oh, that's that's great. But um, you so, know, yeah. In summary, fuck Steven Seagal. Summary, but fuck. but don't worry, we're still going to cover Steven Seagal movies because they're so fun to make fun of. So, oh my god, you yeah. Know. It, it'll definitely be shorter because we've already pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we, although today I was looking through YouTube and of course it's like, hey, here's another suggestion. And just like a couple months ago, uh, who's the Taken dude? 
Oh, uh, who's also Liam in Neeson? Star Wars? Yeah, he's a Jedi. That yeah, uh, yeah that's unfair. Um, he had a Steven Seagal story that he just unveiled a couple months ago. Well, what happened? I didn't. I, heard I didn't listen to it oh. because I was like, "You're a you're a week late." If you would have <laughs> told me about this a week ago, Liam, you have my number, uh, Liam. Liam. Liam, but uh, let, let, let's get on topic here and uh, let's do it. We I'm of excited. course we have <laughs> we of course covered this particular movie, maybe not this particular one, but this particular genre because it's one of your favorites. Well, I just, how can we not cover '80s movies and not do the post-apocalyptic genre? I this, mean, we uh, had to get there eventually. But. Yeah, I mean. This, I, this is once again. This is outside of Golden Globus. This isn't a Golden Globus movie, but it has We're on to be the field trip. We have to talk about this because I. Well, Griff, you already know this, but I guess the people listening don't. You know my. You know what my favorite movie is. It's it's a foreign movie because I'm classy like that. Yeah, classy and as fuck. My favorite movie of all time is The Road Warrior or Mad Max Two if you're outside yeah. of America. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of any movie that produced more shitty knockoffs than The Road Warrior. I mean, I've been privileged to have you send me several of them. So, like, yeah. I was actually confusing this one. I mentioned, I think, I believe, uh, when we are going into th- this upcoming movie, I thought it was a uh, MST3K episode. I, I want to tell you this, though. It was uh, the episode I was thinking, confusing it for is Warriors of the Lost. Oh. Okay. So, uh, already, you got to give I me think, some Is that the one there. with Donald Pleasance? Uh, maybe. And, the, and the motorcycle like a guitar. Yes. Yes. Also, I, yeah. In that movie, Fred Williamson. Of course. <laughs> Fred Williamson was kind of like the Steve James of the seventies, like the cool black guy. Except the one difference is Fred Williamson actually starred in a lot of black exploitation movies too. But he was oh, he was always good. You knew you were in for some fun times, and Steve Williamson would yeah. show up. I I like him. But yeah, I mean, you know, Griff, I. You know, I grew up in a kind of like a rough kind of like working class, poor kind of city. Yeah. So I saw a lot of violence and stuff as a young kid. And so I never like when I was a kid, I never related to like uh, Luke Skywalker. I thought he was kind of a whiny bitch. Sure. So when I was probably about eight or nine, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw Road Warrior probably on HBO. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Just blew I, your mind. I totally relate to this guy. All like, right. he's like, I'm, I'm eight years old or nine years old at the time, but I'm like, oh. I felt as burnt out as he did. I just like, you know, you know, because, you know, Max, in, deep down, he's a good guy, but on the surface, he's just like, I'm just, he's burnt out. He's like, fuck everybody. Fuck I mean, the, the world has chiseled at him, you know? Right. And he's just like, I just can't take it. And I, I related to that. So I've always fucking loved The Road Warrior. And it's a great fucking movie on top of it. And that too. Anybody under 30 is like, but, 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 but what about Fury Road? I want you to pause the, pause our podcast right now. Go fuck yourself. Oh. Come back. And this is coming from someone who liked Fury Road. I'm not trashing Fury Road. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it can't fucking touch the Road Warrior. Road Warrior, certainly. And um, it has far more creative like villains. It has uh, everything. It's it just... I, I can't even think people, of... I, people got fucked up yeah. doing that chase scene. I mean, it was real shit. And I'm happy that everything they did, like, we can't get off on a diatribe here. Sure we can. <laughs> like, the, Fury Road did a lot of things right. Yeah. I, it, it's still, like, right up there. Oh, no. But, I mean, it's the, it's the third best Mad Max movie, but it's still a good movie. It's still very good. I mean, look, I, 
I personally think Mel should have reprised his role, and that should have been like the final Mel Gibson Mad Max story. But I, I understand he said crazy shit when he was drunk. Yeah. But if there's one guy who I'd say, okay, I'm cool replacing, it's Tom Hardy. I was gonna say like, don't turn this into a dog and Tom Hardy because no, fuck, we're gonna have words. No, I, we, I, I, I thought love we Tom agreed Hardy on here. Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's cool. So yeah, Tom Hardy's the best. So yeah, I mean. No, I'm not. I'm not knocking Fury Road. It was a great movie. It's just it's an ain't Road Warrior, right? Let's, just, let's get that out of the way. And here's an interesting story for you. So I saw. Well, it's not interesting, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I <laughs> saw. So I saw Road Warrior first. So I had no clue there was another Mad Max. I thought I didn't know it was a sequel. Yeah. Because it's called the Road Warrior. So probably a couple years later. I saw like Channel 50 or like our local station was oh, going to yeah. play Mad Max. I was like, first I was like, what the? F- There's a fucking another one? <laughs> Holy shit. This is pre-internet, guys. You don't fucking know this shit, you know? <laughs> so I was so fucking pumped, Griff. I was like, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. And what, what most people don't know, back then, I still don't know why, but what they did was, because it was an Australian movie, and I guess they figured we're, oh. too, we're too retarded to figure yeah. like an Australian accent, they dubbed it with... American actors, and it fucked the movie up totally. I fucking so I hated the movie. I was like, fuck, like I couldn't believe this was any anything to do with Road Warrior. It was yeah. a piece of shit. And it wasn't until probably ten years later I found like a bootleg copy at a comic convention of the original thing, and I was like, wow, this is, it just shows you the power of just like or way dubbing can ruin a movie because it was so much better. And I was like, wow, this is a fucking actually a great movie. They why the fuck did they dub it? <laughs> Very topical, considering this movie has some fucking horrendous dubbing. <laughs> well, this is this is Italian movie. Okay, so you think, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, which I'm glad that's a great segue, Griff, because the one thing we got to talk about Italy in in uh, the '80s because you know they were the masters of doing shitty knockoffs, yeah. and they did about five million Road Warrior ripoffs, and I probably have about four and a half million. <laughs> on, on DVD, even though none of them are good. Right. I mean, the one we're talking about today is probably the most entertaining one. But, uh, yeah, so I guess what they would do, they wouldn't even – and I was I was actually last night when I was preparing for this podcast by watching the new Barbarians, I was watching some of the bonus material. So there was an, there was an interview with Fred Williams who's in the movie, and he was saying how they, they wouldn't – they didn't record – any dialogue while they were filming. <laughs> and so since they knew they weren't going to do that, he's like, first, he said, first of all, all the cameras sound like washing machines. They're super loud. <laughs> and he said, since they knew they were recording dialogue, people would be talking off camera, like, right. like, Hey, yeah, order me a hamburger and all this shit. Oh and he's like, God. you're supposed to act while they're all this distracting yeah. shit's going on. So, yeah, I mean, they, they made, and it's hard to believe people, but these, these movies, you had to go to. You could go to the theater and see these shitty dubbed movies because now they go straight to DVD or whatever yeah. or streaming. You but, can probably yeah, find them at a two dollar bin. You, or you could. I mean, it's just hilarious that you could actually go to a theater and see this shit. And they were popular too. Yeah, nice. I mean, the the common themes that I take away from a Road Warrior or a Mad Max, uh, more so Road Warrior, um, great villains, lack of water slash fuel. Always, like, vehicles, you know, going from, like, small, you know, rural little gathering of people. Um, right. Fashion. It's always a big one. I mean, what, what drew you to, like, how does this well, one compare? 
Well, it, it doesn't compare. I don't okay, know. How, how much well, does it rip off? I mean, well, there's, of course, there's a guy with a mohawk. I think Very tall uh, my, I mean, my, this is just my guess, but when you think about it, Road Warrior is basically a Western, and it, it's basically a fort being attacked by Indians. And okay. that's why all the baggage have mohawks and they have war paint. And they even do, like, uh, what they would do with wagons. How yeah, they right. form a circle and all that. Right, and then yeah. Max is, like, kind of the, the outlaw guy that comes in. And John Wayne, the day. Right. coming around. So I think that was a big thing about it. And, I mean, of course, like, all the punk rock shit that was going on at the same time, I think, Okay, so that was things. a heavy inspiration. That yeah. Would, that would explain a lot of uh, uh, the villains in Mad Max, or Road Warrior. Right. So, uh, talk about the influence. Fucking Jason from Friday the 13th is straight ripoff alert humongous from Road Warrior. That's a good there's, point, there's, yeah. There's no fucking way he's not. They totally ripped off. Because Jason, if people remember, in the second Friday the 13th, Jason wore a sack over his yep. head. And then after Road Warrior comes out, he's wearing a hockey mask. Sack's cooler. It is cooler. I agree with you. It looks it's scarier. I don't know. There's something just frightening about a man killing people. It's, you, know, and you know what that was a ripoff of? Elephant Man. Oh, he had a sack with one eye hole, did. just like Elephant Man. I love Elephant Man. It makes me cry every time. It's a sad movie. So before we start talking about movies that make me cry, which the list is ongoing, last time it was a animated movie about raccoons that were being forced out of the woods. So uh, let's just go into this trailer. <laughs> All right, let's do it. New Barbarians, a.k.a. Warriors of the Wasteland. At the beginning of the 21st century, the nuclear holocaust had come to pass, and civilization vanished. It was a time of chaos and violence, until one day there appeared... The New Barbarians. Okay, so this trailer that I caught is obviously shorter than what it naturally was. I mean, we saved you probably two and a half minutes of just sound effects. I mean, every for a post-apocalyptic world, it's the year 2019, which, of course, we've got lasers just everywhere on right. the ground. Well, I just want to say, get your shit in order, people, because you've got six months till the nuclear... Yeah, uh, Holocaust happens. I guess the I guess the whole thing with Putin and Kim Jong Il did not work out. So, dude, Trump's been talking a lot about World War Three. Well, like everything he says now is, "Hey, I'm preventing World War Three." I guess not because he, maybe he likes this movie. Could be. I mean, he saw he saw I one of the characters' hair. I hope he's like, listening I want to this podcast. In. Oh shit! I don't know. We might be in some trouble, but uh, there. I mean, like. Road Warrior, it's like a shotgun. You know, you might find a, a shell here and there. Like Yeah, they had, like, crossbows, that kind yeah. of shit. Shit that you would, can imagine people would have. Exactly. Scarce. Very scarce. Like, it's a big deal if you lose a shotgun shell. In this movie, they all have fucking lasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that blew my mind, too. And then the one character... But they, I mean, they, I, mean, I kind of love that because you don't see lasers anymore. You know what I'm saying? You never see lasers in sci-fi movies anymore? I've never really thought about it. I mean, it. I guess Star Wars still uses them, but not, not many. I mean, that was like sci-fi. 
back in the 70s and 80s, always lasers. Yeah, that's how, never... you, that's how you make a movie from a Western into a sci-fi. <laughs> Instead of boom. <laughs> and it was not even, it was like kind of pathetic. It wasn't really even lasers. It was like little sparks came off the yeah. end. So. It, it was all really unimpressive. And like with a, like a laser sound effect. Yeah. But it, and they also you, had explosives everywhere. Yeah. I mean, typical action movie where everything that can or not even can anything that looks like it might everything explodes. Yes. Well, the director, he the director who also said, this is a quote from him. I think of all of my movies as my children. <laughs> yeah, but this one I think of as like a friend I know. <laughs> you know, he even he's kind of like it's 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 pretty shitty. But he said, yeah, he said that it was all about action. That's all. There's very little story and no interest in story, just action. And he, he it worked. Uh, I, we both enjoyed it. But, um, I mean, the other thing that really stood out, you mentioned it already, is some of the crazy hairstyles, the mohawks, you know, the punk yeah. kind of. I mean, nothing else was influenced by <laughs> these ripoffs, right? I'm glad you brought that up, Griff, because we, if we were talking about post-apocalyptic, you had, I got to, I guess for our buddy Hair Metal Sean, I got to bring up Hair Metal Hate, because there was, god damn, I think every fucking hard rock and metal band had at least one video set in the post-apocalyptic era, and I, I thought long and hard, I had a hard fucking time narrowing it down, because there's so many, but I decided, I, I almost, I almost did looks at kill, by Motley Crue, but we already did a Motley Crue, and I might get back to that some I other think time. I even know that song. Yes. <laughs> but and this, I'm gonna throw you for a loop, Griff, because not Oops. only are technically technically this isn't a hair metal band; they're just kind of a straight up metal band, and kind of like an Iron Maiden, Judas Priest type band. Okay. But also, I don't really hate this band. They, I'll, I'm gonna tell you the band, Queens Reich. Okay. Queens Reich's Operation Mind Crime. I'll stand by. It's a great fucking album. I don't care. I don't care here, Metal Sean, if you can tease me about it. It's a great fucking album. I can't talk about this. <laughs> this we're talking about now. Not so much. <laughs> no. So what we're going to bring you today on Tim's Hair Metal Hate, not so much hate, is Queen's Reich's Queen of the Reich. Ooh, okay. All right. Now, this is right now. It's it's just like it's almost like a mini movie. It starts out Tales of Queen's Reich and big red lettering. Yeah. That, they got a nice computer effect to swipe it in. Oh, fuck on, yeah. Know? And then there's like a little, in the millennium, after the fourth great war, the world was in chaos. An evil adventurer had discovered an ancient computer energized by a crystal. So powerful it enabled her to enslave the world and become queen, queen of the Reich. Many tried to destroy the queen, and it's getting too fucking fast (laughs) for me to read. Mankind's last hope was the five freedom fighters. I was going to say... Like the, you had to have prepared, and then you, and then it finally caught up to you. That I was pre- moving pretty quick, I and pre- you were reading that. I know. Wow. I did not prepare it all for this. Fuck! I was gonna yeah. say I'm gonna get a teleprompter, <laughs> and we'll just. <laughs> and I just don't want to say it. it's going like. St- and then here we have the Queen of the Reich. I also can you stop it for a second? Yeah, yeah. I want to point out the Queen of the Reich is wearing. If if anyone saw the, I think it was the last X Men movie. Where there's a scene where Wolverine shows up and it's like he's getting the claws, like, and he had, he's wearing this helmet yeah. thing. She's wearing that kind of helmet thing too. Yeah, so. I was gonna say it looks familiar. Kind of got like a little RoboCop too. Yeah, it is a little RoboCop. Yeah. yeah. So she's screaming right now. You got the band playing in the back. I can't. Can you turn it a little? Yeah. I'm, I'm having a little glare. There you go. So the band, they're being they're these little like they're being I don't know 
What? Filmed. Yeah, she's filmed. She's got like a screen. She's watching oh. them. She's and then she puts identify. And this this all helps you with the band too because now we learn members of the band. So it's like run identification. They're oh, rocking out shit. on a stage right now. I know that guy, Jeff Tate, vocals. Oh, man. I, I can't imagine he still has hair today. He doesn't. Chris DeGarmo, guitar. <laughs> Eddie Jackson, bass. Scott Rockenfield, great name for a drummer. Yeah. They're rocking out. She's pissed off. Wow. Her outfit, I mean, she's it's, got the, the helmet, but then she's also wearing, like, uh, tinfoil. Like a bikini type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's sexy. You, know? you got to have that sexy rocker chair. Sure, sexy. <laughs> They're like they got their laser guns. They meet this monster or robot, or, and then they're, they're they're getting dragged down. Oh my God! Queens are right, but Jeff Tate gets away, but the rest of the guys get captured by robots. Oh no! See the hand going up. He's like, oh, "I'll yeah. save you!" Ah! Great I'm acting, Jeff. That was great acting. That was. She's oh. laughing on the screen. She's watching. Jeff's like he can sense. She's there. He's like, "Bitch, I'm gonna get you, Queen of the Right." It's got some Power Rangers feel to it. Right it does. Now. And then she she's like lording it over them, and then they're playing, oh, you know, I, I little. In, well, it's a little interlude, you know. Okay. This is. I'm, I can't follow this. Story. She's holding her crystal that I fucked up when I was trying to read about it. <laughs> and then she she her eyes lights up, her little RoboCop eye slit lights up, and boom, she turns him into rock. Oh no! The no. Whole band is into stone now. Oh. You might as well be Carbonite, straight out of out of Star. Split Wars. screen of them rocking, so you can see the drummer and Jeff Tate singing. How how could anything this hard be turned to turned to rock? Well, that it's kind of a metaphor because they're rocking and they get turned into rock. Yeah, so it makes you think. That was kind of a wordplay thing I was doing there. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> So Jeff's like, man, I gotta save my fucking band, man. So I'm gonna sneak into the Queen of the Reich's uh, fortress. So he's hiding. There's a little probe. He's hiding from it. He's they, like, uh. Meanwhile, there's on there's a split screen. So while he's doing all this, they're rocking out with guitar solo. I'm having a lot of trouble following this story. It, it's kind of complicated. It's kind of stupid. Then he's, he's yeah, well yeah. So and then these I swear, can you stop for a second? These monsters, these the, these monsters dragging. Uh, I think it's a woman. I swear, these same monsters were from a movie called another post-apocalyptic movie, kind of post-apocalyptic. It's a sci-fi, more sci-fi movie called Space Hunter: Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, which yeah. was which was uh, another one of those early '80s 3D movies, which Molly Ringwald was in. Ooh. I swear, these monsters were in it. They they must have borrowed the costumes. Okay, you can continue. So oh. they got this. I guess she's like a slave. I don't know if they're going to sacrifice her. No, they're not. Jeff saves her. Jeff to the rescue. Shoots the fat. It's like a fat, gross monster thing. He takes the, the ropes off the girl. He's like, you're free, girl. Yeah, she's got a Leia thing going on. And so then he's like, well, and he forgot about the band. He's like, I'm going to save you now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the uh, only part of this video that's made sense so far. So they're going down this rocky corridor. They're sneaking through. Queen of the Reich. She's like, she's watching them. Queen of the Reich. Oh, my oh. God. It's not oh, a slave shit. girl. It's a robot. Oh, and then he's shit. fighting the robot, and he throws him away. And then Wait. she's shooting lasers at him. Oh, those are But so then, oh, did you what? see that? He, he made it deflect off something. <laughs> and she got frozen. It was like a freezing what ray. What the fuck? And then he, he fucks with her little, like, uh, council. council and unfreezes guys, and she's frozen. Oh, and she's no. holding her crystal. What are they going to do to her? Oh, you'll see. I don't like So then this. they're like, hey, guys, fuck yeah, we're Queen's Reich. They're like high-fiving each other. Yeah. We beat the Queen of the Reich. He's hitting a fucking killer high note right now. We can't hear it right now because we don't have the sound on. But it's trust me, it's killer. 
Oh, God. And then they're like, okay, group huddle, and they break. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to uncover and see what she's got hiding under these, this mask. Oh, shit. The oh, my God. Oh! To be continued. To be continued. What? Yeah. And I got sad news for you, Griff. They never they continue. Ne- those fuckers. They give me a shit story, then they don't even tell me what the fuck it was about. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what? I disagree with you. That album you talked about fucking blows because. This, <laughs> this was this came, the album I'm talking about came like two albums later. They figured their later? shit out by then. Yeah, uh, I'm not talking. No, I'm not talking about this album. So you're saying that album made up for that video? Yes. Okay. I'll take your word from it for it. In fact, I will say it's it's a it's a rock opera, and it's very topical. And even though it's a thirty year old album, a lot of the things they cover, you could you think they're ripped right out of the headlines now. God damn. So go listen to that record. I might have to go listen to that. But uh, before I listen to that, let's talk about this. Let's talk about something that has an ending and a beginning and a middle. Yeah. New Barbarians. This this movie had it all. It like did. you said, beginning, ending. And yeah, the other thing, I I think we introduced the movie. You probably corrected it, but the trailer, of course, introduced it as uh, the New Barbarians. I think that event. was what it was called when it was released in theaters. And yeah. then when it went to VHS, it became Warriors of the yeah. Wasteland. So it has two titles. Just like Mad Max, too. Right. There we go. So, and yeah, but I think if you want to watch it on YouTube, it's under New Barbarians. Yeah. It's free on YouTube. So, like any post-apocalyptic movie, you get the cold opening, and it's just like a gathering of people, and, you know, they're trying, they got, like, the ham radios. They have the smart-looking guy, because there's always a smart-looking techie kind of guy. Right. So he's hamming it up, and, of course, Doom Strikes Quick. You know, we got to see what we're up against here. Yeah, this is where we're introduced to the Templars, who are the villains of uh, our movie. We're introduced to a guy named Shadow. Shadow, who's got great hair. Uh, He's got like a Jessica Simpson type hair thing going on. Yeah, I was going to say, I I don't want to... It's contemporary for sure, unless that means like of... Exactly today. <laughs> it's very modern hairstyle, though, because yeah. he's got, like, the sides long, and then where his bangs would cover his face, he's bumped it up. Yeah, right. And, and then, over, you know, and straight and, back. And Yeah, and then it's, like, braided in the back. Oh, is it yeah. braided, too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God And damn. so he's like, he's, ba- he's, like, a middle-aged Italian guy with Jessica Simpson hair and a beard. And they're all, all the Templars are wearing... I would describe it as like Stormtrooper meets Clockwork Orange outfits. Yep. They have like these white jumpsuits with like black cod pieces. Yeah, instead of that sleek, it's kind of like a leathery white. And they and got then... these big like shoulder pads. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't. I don't even understand why they were wearing shoulder pads in uh, Road Warrior. To be honest with you, since they don't play American football as far as I know in Australia, it's just so, so cool. I, I guess it was. But... Or maybe sun keep the sun off your shoulders i don't know it just seems weird that they would those would be available in australia yeah. i don't know just a- anywhere so basically yeah, i think they were going for the road warrior look with the shoulder pads on everything yeah but so so they show up in these junky ass fucking cars of theirs that top speed what like i think a go-kart could go faster than the yeah. cars they have i got, i might have mentioned it before but it's like all these vehicles they just have nes sound effects to them they don't sound like cars they're they're like <laughs> That every one of them. So maybe they're like a Volt. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Elon Musk made a bunch of cars for the Templars. I, I, I guess I'd be okay with that. Uh, it's just it's frustrating in a movie where you know you're gonna have to listen to vehicles nonstop. Yeah, you want like ha- a powerful muscle car kind of sound, and it's just. Wee- 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I take that over the, just that wine. And of course, you know, like like I mentioned, they've got the the little civilization. They got kind of their, it's like a wagon train. The, yep, the wagon like, train yeah. going on. They're trying to block them out, and so they're just surfing. there's a lot of for some reason a lot of like beer kegs like stacked <laughs> up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, water, usually water and, like, fuel are, uh, you know, in, are scarce, and so it's like you have a hard time finding it. They have these giant drums with wh- who knows what in them. I think they're empty because they ran through them pretty easily, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, so we got you got these shitty cars, we got these motorbikes, and they're, like, circling around, but... As shitty as the cars are, they have some pretty sweet attachments. There, there was actually a lot of cool attachments. Very, very practical, too. Yeah, very well, practical. we have... I think Shadow had like a cannon, didn't he? On the, on the hood yeah, of the car. Yeah, Shadow had a cannon. Uh, I think he had a spear. I think most of them had like a spear. Yes, or something he did. On the yeah, front. Shadow. I, he did have a spear. And then there was the, then there was another henchman called Mako, who had like he had the sweetest like beard. Like you know, he took like five hours a day to trim his beard. Right? Yeah. So he had these like jagged like cut into it. And he had like a giant like purple mohawk with, yeah. a, with a braid too. It, it, it yeah. reminded me of something misfit. You know, you might see with misfits because he had like a wicked widow's peak. <laughs> But instead of, like, leaning it forward like Misfits he, had a re- do, he, he had just a re- went... So he had a reverse devil's lock, is what you're saying? Yeah, I guess it was. I don't uh, know. The reverse devil lock seems like it would be... <laughs> actually, Shadow had a reverse devil's lock because he flicked his, his yeah. ranks backwards. You know yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was basically like a mohawk kind of thing. And, yeah, and he, had, he had the sweetest car because he had a flamethrower. Yup. And then he, he had... He had a drill, I think, in front. No, no, no. No, he had the fucking rotary blade thing. That was the sweetest thing. Yeah. So a guy, some guy, like, they decide, fuck it, like, because they, they eventually break through the wagon train, and so people just start running. I, I, I'm sorry. They had rockets at their disposal, and yet they just drove around in sh- circles shooting lasers at them. Just fucking blow up. Well, they, they, remember, this is the apocalypse. You got to, like choose when you're going to use your rockets. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that kind of makes sense. You want to salvage some stuff from the community, so... Right. Okay, okay, thank you. So one Back guy, like, there. takes off, and then Mako's like, you ain't getting away, and he pushes this button, and there's this attachment to his car, and, like, it's a little rotary blade, yeah. and it, like, comes off the side, and he starts chasing the guy. Fortunately for Mako, the guy falls down to his knees, and the rotary blade chops the guy's head off. Yeah. And there's a... And we already <laughs> mentioned it, like, so many dummies. A lot of dummy work yes. in this movie. And a this lot is, of stunt done. This is the first one we get, I believe. And the guy gets his head chopped off, and then they cut to the dummy. They had a nice, like, little robotic in there or something, though. Because yeah. if you notice, his, like, hips gyrate like he's fucking the ground. That's how I want to die. Head chopped off, but not completely chopped off, and just thrusting into the ground. <laughs> yeah. So they just basically are wiping these people out. It's murdering them. Well we'll, well, we'll learn later on why they're doing it. Oh, yeah. But. They've got a whole mission in this world. And, uh, I mean, if you're ready, we'll go straight to the Templar camp. You ready for the Templar camp? I'm ready. Okay. So, of course, we get, uh, we're going to follow Shadow and Mako back to the Templar camp. And, of course, there's a bunch of other people in the cool white suits. They've got right. dune boogies. they got everything. Yeah, I think at this point you're thinking Shadow's the leader. But, you know, he's just like the main henchman. Yeah, he's now, been bossing people we're around. We're going to meet the real leader called yeah. One. Just One. Just One. He's got, he's got a cool Jared Leto thing going on. He's, he's kind of got like that I can understand things, but also 
don't come too close to me. I'm edgy. He's got like little white streaks yeah, in his hair. White highlights in yeah. his hair. It's, it's like long and kind of just over his face. He doesn't like. Got a beard. Yeah, he's got that little beard going. And so uh, Shadow brings him this book, the, the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible. And fucking Juan is such a baller. He rips the Bible in half. I mean, it's like a fucking dictionary size book. Oh, it's and he's just well, like, yeah, everyone's familiar with the Bible, but well, it's it's like a hardcover bound. <laughs> you know, it's it's a good sized Bible. And so we learn from uh, Juan that the world is dead. It raped itself. Books. Books started the whole apocalypse. I don't know what I don't know what that fucking means. Uh, yeah, maybe that's that's very like anti intellectualism. Like maybe you know. I don't. I mean, no clue. They 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 believe they're on some kind of mission to just like rid the world, which we'll we'll learn about. They're basically, a, little a more. death cult is basically what. Yeah. They, um. I I we have a couple things that really build that up in a in a moment here. Um. So we've met the Templars, you know, we find out about, and it took me a second viewing to realize there was kind of a power struggle going on between Mako uh, and uh, Shadow. Right, yeah, because one decided, because I think Shadow always thought, because he's the main henchman, he would take over, and then one's like, no, Mako will inherit everything that's mine. Yeah. So Shadow's kind of pissed off about that. Yeah, Shadow's like, I'm going to be the king when you retire, and he's like, you're too soft. (laughs) It's going to Mako, and Mako, of course, in the background. <laughs> he's got the, he's got the evil laugh down. Like he's he's a really good Weasley villain, and Shadow's right. a little too cool. It looks like he's in the wrong time and place. He'd be a good upper management type, right? Well, Especially probably, with the hair. That's probably what one saw in him, and he just can't realize it. You know? Yeah. Oh. So. Now we're going to go ahead and cut to our hero. We've seen the villains. We need to see our hero. Right. He looks like a dead out of a fucking sitcom. Yeah, this is the one thing I give the Italians. They had no problem having the most unbadass looking guys be their badass heroes. <laughs> like they're always like middle-aged kind of out of shape guys. Yeah. And they and this one this guy if you squint, if you're like drunk, you squint really hard. He kind of looks like Mel Gibson, right. you know. So I think that's how he got the job. And so we see his car, and Griff, you gotta, you got to talk about his car. God, you know, when you're doing one of these movies, you know vehicles are going to be a, a main, you know, main plot point of it. So right. your hero is going to have to have some kind of bitching-ass the car, sweetest, right? Yeah, he's got to have the best car in the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we're all pretty familiar with the TV sitcom that's been on for about 39 years now, The Simpsons. I've never seen an episode. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'll uh, send it your way. It's no Rick and Morty, but it's pretty good. What is? Um, (laughs) So right from The Simpsons, Homer designed a car early, early, early in The Simpsons. He's driving that car. It's black. He's driving that car. So Homer had a car that had like a bubble on the top of the Huge fucking bubble on it. Did it glow green? It didn't glow green. This is where it separated. They painted it black because they're like, oh, shit, we got to paint this black because otherwise people will know we ripped it off the Simpsons. Uh, But the two distinguishing features of that car, the giant bubble, the sloping hood in the – well, I should say three. The slope down hood in the front and then the giant ass spoiler for what the fuck reason? Well, you're you're forgetting. They also took some of those like – the tubes you put on that the... That wasn't borrowed from that, but oh. we were going to talk about it. Okay. But, yeah, so, okay. 
So yeah, they have the Simpson car, but they made it even worse because yeah. they got like you know the 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 tubes you have in the back of your dryer that like release the hot air. Those nice metal tubes. Like if right. you were going around as a robot for Halloween or something, right. pop them on your arms. Exactly. Perfect. So they I, for some reason they attached it to the side and it goes into the hood. Yeah. I don't. I, I guess it's supposed to be like the pipes you would like a, like actually like a real hot rod would have, but they right. have the budget. And the one thing they, they I thought was cool, they had like a chrome skull right on the front of the car. The like chrome where, skull is a nice touch. Where like uh, where they used to have the like hood ornaments, hood ornaments, right? Yeah, and it's so, a good size skull. It's a huge. Yeah, it's a, it's a real skull. It's pretty dope. I don't remember if we find out if he has any weapons or anything on that. I don't. I don't think he did on the car. Yeah, yeah he's got some later on. He's got some later yeah. on. I don't. Well, I, he has this magical. Uh, Gear shit. It's, it's, is it called a toggle switch? Is that what they call it? The kind of thing like like a, a fighter jet guy would have. Yeah, he has works. one of those that, that has buttons that work for everything. Because so because a, a true badass doesn't open his own car door. Mm-hmm. He just pushes a button on this toggle switch and the door door opens. Because it's the future. Remember, you know, I don't even remember it. Yeah. So he gets out. He, there's these scavengers who are, like had toilet paper wrapped around their body, like mummy scavengers, yeah. and they're like attacking this car. And he notices there's this dead guy, which by the way was played by the director of this movie, played <laughs> that role. Nice. And he's just like, uh, like I, I was he? What, what, this was supposed to be where the Templars had attacked, right? The same thing. I didn't think so. I oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, this was the ra- like the remains of yeah. that attack. I believe. And that so was he it. get that, and then so our hero Scorpion. Yeah. Cool name, yeah. You can't I can't deny that. <laughs> he goes. He's like he gets all the info. The you know on this what happened. He's like, oh, these these Templars came, and, uh, and then he's like, kill me, kill me. And yeah. Then, so he gives a merciful laser shot. He's, kills. He's got mercy in his heart. Right. So then he's and then you could then he could, you could see he knows who the Templars are. Like he's dealt with these guys. Yeah. And there's a past there. So he. Uh, we end up seeing him just like drive off, and next thing you know, he's hanging out with that with that kid. Oh, right. So yeah, he 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 drives to this. It's kind of like a junkyard type area, and we just see this hand holding the slingshot. Yeah. And I want to call back. I don't know if you all. I'm not, I don't know if Griff remembers, but I know all you guys remember because you're loyal listeners. On episode nine, American Samurai. Go listen to it if you haven't listened to it. <laughs> When we were talking about if we were in a death match, what our weapon would be, yeah. I said slingshot. Did you? Yes, I did. And when you see this movie, you go, it's not so stupid after all, because he starts fucking people up with a slingshot. That kid had, we're jumping ahead here, that kid had more confirmed <laughs> kills than everybody. Yes. Even Nadir d- didn't have as many right. kills. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, Very much so. So we're like, it, right, right now we're just thinking this is somebody trying to kill Scorpion, but it turns out, no, it's just the kid. There's this, for, for some reason, there's this genius kid who lives by himself, and he fixes cars for people. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a genius, and he just he can fix them in, like, seconds. He can do anything. Yeah. I don't even remember what he was there to get repaired. He was just like... He said... The, the gear shift was giving him trouble. Oh, and then, of course, uh, the kid takes it, and you get a shot of him doing, like, donuts and stuff. He drives like a man. How did he well, see? Wait, you for- he t- Go ahead. <laughs> you forgot. I'm upset. He goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, the gear shift's giving me trouble. We'll pop the hood. Normal person just, you know, Pushes the hood button and they lift it up. No, that little toggle switch has another button for the hood. <laughs> so the hood pops up. 
Kid finds a human ear in the hood. Like, oh, yeah. Is this the problem? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And he's just like. He, no, he was like, uh, you got trouble. <laughs> yeah? Big trouble. It's like, what? Why is that trouble? And that's I want to point out. This kid's really creepy looking. Oh, and so he's creepy. And he's clearly a ripoff of the feral child from Road Warrior, but nowhere near as cool. As he's, he's got more of a Dennis the Menace haircut. Right. Where it's, yeah. I mean, the feral child would punk this kid out and whoop his oh, ass. Oh, for sure. And I think that's why they did the slingshot, because the kid, of course, had the boomerang and Road Warrior, so he's just getting slingshot. So then you're right. He fixes the car, does the donuts. Does the donuts. He can drive the car better than Scorpion can. We don't see Scorpion do any good maneuvers. You're right. And so he takes the car and is like, all right, thanks. I don't think he even pays the kid. He's such a prick. They they pay each other in looks. They just kind of like glare at each other, and they're like, yeah, you know what? That's a good way to barter in these post-apocalyptic right. times. Well, he gave the kid, maybe he gave the kid the ear, and the kid's like, he's making a necklace. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> he's probably got a really dope <laughs> necklace in the making. So, of course, he gets his car, and now he's just going to drive out. And this is going to be like the rest of the movie. Scorpion drives somewhere, and the Templars find him. Right. I think this is the only time that he finds the Templars, actually. You're right. Because so we cut to a scene where there's like an RV being chased by the Templars, so we got Mako, oh, yeah, we got Shadow, <laughs> and so this is where we see Mako uses his not Mako Shadow uses his little spear on the front of his car because he rams in and pulls off this like shitty flimsy sheet metal off yeah. the back. There's clearly like a patch on the door for him to pull off. It's like normal doors, but then there's this metal metal patch that easily pulls right. off. And, and then he, he shoots his flamethrower right into the RV, blows yeah. it up. So you see pe- two people jump out. One's a woman. One's this guy who shadow spears with a spear against like no. a, well, against against like, a rock. Yeah. And then the girl... Get when she gets she's captured, right? Or she's about to get captured, and then Scorpion shows they, up. Yeah, they like swarm around her. They got her cornered and all that, and then Scorpion goes. Oh yeah, in. and then they're gonna him and Mako are gonna do play chicken. They're yeah. like facing off, yep. girls in the middle, and then Shadow co- fucking cock blocks everything and goes right in the middle. It's like no, yeah, because he's like Mako, he'll fuck you up, man. Yeah, and Mako's like I can take him. Mako is just headstrong. He want he's just. This is his world. Yeah, and then Shadow's like, I know Scorpion. He would fuck your shit up. I really, I love their their little, you know, feud that's going on there. It's really interesting. Between Mako and Scor- uh, Shadow? Shadow and, Shadow and Scorpion. Because there's oh. mad respect between the two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, I wish there was a moment where you had the slow clap, but we don't get that. So, like, since they realize there's not going to be a fight, fucking uh, Scorpion... Pushes the little toggle switch. Door opens like a pimp. Yeah. Tells a girl to get in. She gets in. Shadow's like, hey, how are you any fucking different? You kill and steal and all yeah. this shit. And then what does Scorpion say back to him? I, I, I can't remember. He, he gives him some kind of grief about you want to kill the world and I want to just exist in the world or something. He's like, I, I, I fight don't. to survive. Yeah. That's a that's a line that keeps coming up in the movie. I fight for me. I fight to survive. I fight to survive. What is that from? <laughs> it's probably a movie we're going to cover in the future. <laughs> okay. But uh, so <laughs> he takes off. And then we see this mysterious character, this black guy, is like watching things. And then he gets in his car and follows. Yeah. Follows uh, right. Scorpion. So Scorpion, they takes the girl. They're driving around. They chatting a little. Pulls over. Scorpion decides, you know what? I think I might like rape you. 
So he goes, he starts grabbing the girl. She slaps him away. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hard to get, huh? Grabs her again. He noticed she's injured. He's like, well, I don't rape injured people. I like, <laughs> I guess he likes to be a little more sporty. <laughs> that immediately turns her on. She's like, wow, really? Cut to this scene where they're having sex in a bubble wrap tent. That, it was like a Toblerone made of bubble, <laughs> like, a, like a blow-up wrap to- Toblerone. <laughs> And get, so we got this very, and it's clear, of course. But it's it's very classy because we just see silhouettes. We don't yep. see too much. No, you don't get you don't get any. And, we're, and <laughs> there's a little thing from the director because the guy pointed out. He's like, I noticed you like because this is on the the audio commentary. He's like, I noticed you're like cutting away to like a, a scene where they're talking and then go back to the sex scene. He's like, Yeah, I even found the sex scene boring, so I had to like throw in some. <laughs> there, like, there was some... like a voiceover of a normal conversation happening while they were banging. <laughs> Right. So they're just, and it's not like a, yeah, it's just like them kind of rolling around, but then they're having like this very monotone conversation, not hot at all. It's just like, what are you going to do in the world? Well, I'm going to drive. That's it. And they're like rolling around, apparently boning. Uh, and of course, they cut to the mountains where Nadir is just yeah, watching. The mysterious black man, played by the great Fred Williamson, is like watching. Yeah, and uh. this is a theme that I'm going to bring up later because I, okay. I I have I have a theory. All right, well, just so just remember this. But we uh, we still have to talk about you know our our Templars because again they're having some shifts in uh, the 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 power paradigm over there because Mako he's getting upset. He wants to get Scorpion, and ever like there, there is a, a, a wait list to kill uh, Scorpion. And it basically was one, then Shadow, and then Mako. And Mako wants to get to the top of that chart. Well, because I think and he, what happens is Mako is unaware that he's the heir apparent to the Templars. Yeah, so he's already making plans to take over, and he's starting to get his own little bubble of guys within the Templars, and he's going to try to disrupt that order. Right, and he's because he's like, I gotta take out Scorpion. That will put me over the edge. Yeah, approve to everybody. I'm the one. I mean, at this point, he's even talking about taking out the one in Shadow. He says, he, "I want to make them disappear." I thought he said he wanted to demote them. No, that was oh disappear. disappear. Okay. So what so, happens after that? I'm. So of course, uh, Scorpion is gonna get chased again. It's just they wake up. They're in the car. They're getting okay. chased again. Oh, right. And so, um, so they wind up in some kind. It looked like a like, uh, rock quarry type, like mine area. It, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, this, is, this film was actually, believe it or not, filmed 15 minutes outside of Rome. But uh, so, yeah, so it's more like being chased. Oh, oh this is great. So there's so. So uh, Alma, the woman and Scorpion are in the car. Mako and his crew drive in. One of the guys throws like a magnetic mine that lands right on uh, Scorpion's door. Yeah, and Scorpion's like, "I got this." And hits another button on that magical toggle switch. His door flies <laughs> off and, and hits one of the guys' cars, and the mine blows up, and he kills these guys. Nice. And then, so, so the, so the girl wasn't in the car, right? No, she was in the car. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. Scorpion gets out of the car, but somehow he gets out of the car and he's being chased. Yeah, this oh. is where our buddy we learn Nadir, played by Fred Williamson, the Black Voyeur. Like I, I remember him going up the mountain and he's like dodging shots, and he right. gets that one moment. And I love this because again, we get that sweet uh, dummy getting blown up. 
because he like jumps and you know people are just missing him left and right because he's too agile and he takes aim and shoots the one guy and he just like blows does up. he shoot him or does a nadir shoot him? he shoots the okay. one and then that was a great like and they put it in slow motion makes it even better great stunt dummies yeah where you see the guts flying out oh, and it, it's so fun it's so fun to see so them. while he's doing that nadir he's got this high vantage because his his weapon of choice is bow and arrow yeah and of course since it's the 80s he also has a scope on his bow and arrow and he, somebody has to have a scope on one he's weapon. got those giant gold like gauntlets yeah. on and they, right they, yeah they, and he's got these little compartments for the arrowheads and i want to point out even though this movie is a ripoff this movie got ripped off because this movie came out a year before Rambo and Nadir has exploding arrowheads. So who's ripping off who? That's all I got to say. It was dope, but Nadir waits and he's just, he's just keeping an eye on it. But then yeah, shadow or uh, scorpion really starts to struggle. And uh, I, I don't remember who was trying to get him. Well, what, what happens... Well, first of all, Nadir hits one guy in the neck and blows his head off with exploding arrow, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens is he uh, Scorpion's running, and Mako's chasing him with the rotary blade. Yep. And so, like, Nadir's like, he ain't getting out of this. So what he does is Nadir shoots the ground next to the road, builds a hole for Scorpion to jump down in. So Scorpion leaps into the hole... <laughs> Yeah, that I'm even amazed this happened. I watched this movie twice. <laughs> this happened. I know. So, so then, when, so so he passes by. Then Scorpion jumps up and he jumps into the car yeah, and they start struggling. Yeah, and we have a fight on the car. So like Scorpion's got uh, uh, Mako like pinned down, like and Mako's head's like hanging off the edge. I don't know who's driving the car. I don't know how it's propelling itself because no, like it's, I guess the gas pedal got stuck or oh, some yeah. shit. So it's still driving. And there's another great stunt uh, dummy scene. Where Scorpion throws the, this awful fucking stunt dummy of Mako, and he goes underneath the car, and the car runs over Mako. Yeah. So everybody's dead on the a Templar side. So then, and then, and then that's is that when Nadir like shows himself? Everybody's not quite dead. Yet, oh but. yeah, because he tells one of the Templars take Mako back. Yeah. And tell him you don't fuck with him. What's he say? T- take him to boss. Or uh, it, uh, that was a writing because I couldn't remember the. <laughs> Main guy's name? One. Oh, thanks. Sorry <laughs> t- t- take him to one. If he sent, uh, if he sent, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Live reading, man. Is that as easy as the- <laughs> And you did that whole fucking thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to read my own writing and I can't do it. Um, if he sent me this, this is my answer. If he didn't, this is my warning. Ooh. So we, yeah, he's that's safe. way better than take him to the blood bank. I yeah. gotta say, just just a little bit better, you know. No, a lot better. Blood a bank lot, was awful. A lot better. So mm. we're gonna cut back to the Templar camp. Before, yeah, there's a lot. That's basically know. the movie. It, you know what it remind me of Invasion USA because there's a cut the hero scene, villain scene, yeah. hero scene, villain scene. And so now we we we've seen that the hero gets away. We'll get back into him, but for now we got to go back to the Templar camp because we've got Mako. And he's being held in bondage here. Well, no, he's dead. So they're gonna. They're, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. No, he's dead. He's dead. Yes. Okay. So they're basically setting up. They're gonna cremate him because that's how the Templars roll. Yeah, I just remembered him being like on the stake there, and they had like all the brush around him. Yeah. Well, his his guys who who like sided with him instead of one, they're alive and they're tied up and they're gonna get burned too. But they're yeah. gonna be burned alive because you don't fucking cross one. He will yeah. fuck you. Up. Oh, so that was that was some other guy. 
Yeah, that was uh, one of the guys that was working okay. with, the, with the, Mako. The, yeah, the little group he started. So, of course, because our villain's kind of awesome. He's always making awesome speeches. He makes a couple of just perfect speeches. <laughs> so, as he's got this man at the stake, he, he's got this speech prepared for us. Let's hope I can read this time. (laughs) You knew our rules, Mako. Disobey, and you die. I'd shown you no more mercy than I will show your followers, because we know no mercy. We are the Templars, the warriors of vengeance. We are the Templar, Templar, the high priests of death. We have been chosen to make others pay for the crime of being alive. We guarantee that all humanity, humanity, accomplices, and heirs of the nuclear holocaust will be wiped out once and for all. That the seed of man will be canceled forever from the face of the earth. Hate with all your heart and exterminate! I almost want to join the Templars after hearing that speech. I mean, fuck. It's powerful. The man's got charisma. Yeah. So, so then they set the the body on fire to cremate it and also kill his accomplices. So, and, but Shadow shows mercy because he shoots the guy before yeah. he can be burned to death. It's true. Again, I was saying that they they Shadow and Scorpion have kind of a thing going. We saw Shadow uh, Scorpion sacrifice, you know, show mercy to the one guy in the desert. I feel like Shadow. He's not down with the whole one philosophy, but he felt like, hey, man, it's a wasteland. I got to, like, I, I got to, yeah. So yeah. And he was always kind of half hearted. I'm going to pick the side that's going to win. Right. So maybe I'm not into raping and pillaging, but I'm also not into being, you know, <laughs> starving to death. Raped and pillaged. <laughs> right. So we get a random cut to now because we got to see that there's some other civilization, and they're right. also finding some strange beacon that the early people found as well. We don't really need to go into much, but they yeah, end there's, up there's, getting... There's a running theme in this movie that never gets addressed. I don't know why it's in there. There's People are hearing this like distress call on the radio, and they're like, there's other people out there! Yeah. And we never learn if there's other people out there. We just assume because they say it. So yeah, so there's this religious, they're called the sect, and they're run by a guy named Father Moses, mm. who... By the way, had had one of the sweetest Nang Chen tales in this movie. <laughs> it's like this old Italian guy with like a fucking ponytail, and so well. Also, well, before that, we have a scene where Nadir finally shows himself to Scorpion. We learn these guys they you know they're friends, yeah. kind of. There's like a tension, right? But, you know, well, it's because Nadir is all about kicking ass. That's, he lives to kick ass. He's yeah. he's not believe in anything but kicking ass. Yeah. And Scorpion like he's like I kill when I have to kill, but I I don't I don't really don't want to. Yeah, he's Han Solo. He just does his own thing. So he's like so they decide, "Hey man, let's just start hanging out together." So they all wind up showing up at this group called the Sect. Yeah. And of course, uh you know, they walk in and they're all on edge like uh Scorpion and Cri- no, I got it right that time. Yeah, right. Scorpion, <laughs> Scorpion and crew, um, and they're they're a little bit on edge because you know they're surrounded by these strangers. But so I forget what the sex leader even says to him, but he said something along the lines of religion. Right. And Scorpion's just like, "Don't worry, guys, they believe in God." Uh, well, no, Nadir comes in. He goes because they're like, "What? What are these guys about?" And yeah. then, of course, he, Nadir goes, "They believe in something." called god (laughs) 
because of course by 2019 we've forgotten about God. Yeah, you know we've you know what what Bible what I don't know. It's been 30 years. This was an 83 movie. It's been 30 years. What God? So. So, of course, Nadir, being the player he is, immediately finds the one black woman in the group. And he's like, uh, see y'all later. Takes off with her. I thought she called him over. Well, I never, I, I was confused. I Because the sound is really bad on mine. What was going on? This is the next scene, so we're not, like, losing anything. What was going on with his scene with her? Like, yeah. What were they talking we about? Got, we get two scenes where we get, like, Scorpion and his, uh, the lady he rescued. But then we get, uh... Nadir and this lady, who I can't even remember yeah, her I don't name. Remember. I don't think she even had a name. Uh, yeah. So, it's weird, because you think that... I mean, there's obviously some... They, they were making eyes at each other. So, we're cutting to their tent to watch them bang, right? But no, we get like some five-minute Well, you long... gotta get to know somebody a little before you bang them. I mean, is, yeah. I mean, I know it's the apocalypse, but Yeah, they did have some deep conversation there. I don't know what the fuck it was about. I... To me, it was like they were going to do some kind of meditating thing. I don't know. Cause she's like lies in bed. And and he's like, well, hey, where are you from? She's like, I'm from Dallas 5. Dallas 5. Whatever the fuck that is. And <gasps> he's like, oh, that's a nice place. And, you know, he's just like, so he's just he's doing pillow talk, basically. And then she's like, are you going to fuck me or not? I mean, she doesn't say that, but that's basically what it is. And he's like. She, she leads into basically, can you fuck me already with, <laughs> you look like a healthy guy. And he says back to her, I assure you, I'm healthy. Uh, what is, is this like? I'm sorry. Is this like an AIDS thing? <laughs> I don't think so, but it, I don't know. Hey. I mean, art is open interpretation. Was it 80s like the AIDS epidemic? Yeah, but at this time it was still kind of new. 83, yeah, it wasn't. Okay. It was like, and it was, I think at the time everyone thought it was a gay disease too. So it was, you know, I would, well, I would say no. I think. I don't know. It was just bad writing is what I would say that is. Well, hold that gay thing in mind for a second here because we <laughs> cut to, you know, we got uh, Scorpion and his lady. They're not having, like, a meaningful conversation. Just that, like, hey, they're, you know, the civilization, the sex got to go do this, and I told them I'm going to go with them. And he's like, yeah, all right. You should come with me. No, I'm going to go do my own thing. Uh, I also want to point out, at this point, Scorpion's wearing, like, a quilted jacket with, yeah. with quilted shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most fucking ridiculous looking thing. He, I, he looks like a sitcom dad. Like, yeah, uh, it's, like a, just, it's, it's almost like a Cosby sweater is what he's wearing. It's fucking horrible. So, yeah, so he's like, yeah, I, I'm not down with this sex shit. I'm out. Yeah, so he's got to go do his own thing, but before he leaves, you know, we get he's got to go in and check with Nadir. Just, he's trying to get, he's trying to talk to Nadir. He's trying to get a message across, but Nadir's well at, this, up with yeah, at, well, at this point, they've done the deed. They're like, you know, they're, they're just relaxing, chilling, you know, yeah. in bed, naked. And he kind of, well, he does knock. I'll give him that. My scorpion knocks. And then he just barges right in. Yeah. And it, it was a beaded, <laughs> it was a beaded, uh, you know, <laughs> well, doorway. And also, I noticed the walls were covered in like shag carpeting. It was really, <laughs> yes, it was really weird. Very sensual. Yes, it was. Very, That's what we're saying. Yes. So he's like, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, leaving. And, like, Nidhi's like, bye. Yeah. And he's, like, hanging around. He's he just like, lingers. And he's like, bye. And he's like, oh, oh, oh okay. Which was a callback. I think it was one, you know, one turn deserves another because he was, he was, Nadir was checking him out fucking yeah. Alma earlier in the movie. I suspect these two. I think that their weird tension. I think they had a past. 
I think at one point they were traveling together. Things got a little too hot and heavy for them. They were into each other. They got into each other. And something happened. They know they know that they they're safe and with the other think one. They were, but you think it was like after after it happened, like, look, that was just a one time thing. Yeah. You know, I think not... they were afraid to admit they were gay. So they're both <clears throat> running away from their gay. So he hooks up with random lady and uh you know, Scorpion hooks up with random lady and Nadir hooks up with random lady. They're trying to prove to each other, look, I'm not gay. At some point, you know, they're gonna have to admit it to themselves. Well, I think that's coming up. You think it's coming up? I don't remember what I'm addressing it in the movie, so I'm <laughs> I'm gonna shoot the sequel and they're gonna hook up. Okay, well, I think Fred Williamson's still alive, so I awesome. think he's, he's open. For I'll it. ask him if he's into playing a gay character. I, I, judging by his line, he says or later in the movie. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, good. Point. But we'll get to that later. We'll make it fair. No, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bust out the Toblerone <laughs> that Scorpion had sex in, and we're gonna have him bone in that. So, Scorpion takes off. Better lighting. And, of course, Templars are always on his ass. So, he's, he's driving around. He thought, he thought he was going to escape. I think he knocks a few of them off the road. Kill, yeah. He kills a few. But there's a rope. One set up a roadblock. And he's just like, ah, we finally got you, Scorpion. Yeah. And you're thinking, like, because then uh, the one pulls out a gun. And you think he's going to shoot Scorpion. But he shoots the car. Yep. Cut Shoot, to he shoots the fucking hood ornament. Right, he shoots which, the skull. The, the coolest part of the car he shoots. Yeah. So then one. we cut to later at night. All right. Let me let me set a scene for you. Let me go ahead and just say we have learned in all of our movies there's only two possible ways to like enact justice, and one of them's death. But what's the other one? I'm glad you said that, Griff. Because all right. Let me let me paint a picture for you. Our hero Scorpion, he's like tied up in this contraption. Both his arms are like spread eagle up. He's standing. One is standing behind him. He whips out this like crystal knight sword. Mm-hmm. Walks up behind him. You're like, holy shit! He's gonna stab Scorpion. Movie over with. Yeah. How's it getting? Uh, that's not what happens. I mean, Nidia comes and saves the day. Gay lovers reunite. I, you'll never guess what Griff. This is what happens. Oh Jesus! So then, all of a sudden, this like old school techno music starts playing, and then there's like colorful strobe lights, and you're like, "What the fuck did I walk into?" And then, just when you, so I'm thinking. They're gonna horsewhip Scorpion or stab him. Oh no! Uh, what do they What do they do with that that crystal sword? I'm almost. I'm, he's walk. He walks up behind him. I'm waiting for him to like slash the back of his shirt. Yeah. And he goes a little lower, Griff. Ooh. He slashes the butt out of his pants. You just see this <laughs> shot of just bare butt cheeks. Well, you, why am I telling you? You saw it. It was. I will. I'm like, what the. F- I guarantee you this never happened in Road Warrior. This yes. is where they went off on their own. This is where they went off the road. So keep in mind this music's playing. And then... then I just... Sh- I, can I point out real quick? I'm pretty sure... the I, I believe one does uh, the cutting there. Yes. Whoever does that cutting, he had to be a samurai. Because the precision of that cut... 
He I is, mean, he, he didn't get any butt flesh on there, and uh, Scorpion's pants were hugging tight, and he got just cloth. That's impressive. Well, he's, he's probably done this before. Yeah. Because he had this contraption set up. Because then Shadow shows up, and he's got the fucking most devilish grin on his face. It's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me laugh thinking about it now. Because they have this thing where there's like a halter around Scorpion's neck, and it's attached to this pulley system. Ugh. And then... So Shadow grabs it, looking at this grin on that motherfucking face, and starts pulling on it, and it starts bending Scorpion over. Yeah. And then you see a shot of one taking off the the off the, uh, <laughs> the, the, cod, the, piece. the cod piece <laughs> off his pants, and you're like, holy shit, is what's going to happen I think is going to happen? Yes, people, ritualistic butt rape happens in this movie. Yeah. And there's just a bunch of quick cuts. You see people's faces. You see the devilish fucking shadow. You see fucking one in ecstasy. Oh, my God. You see Scorpion, like, freak the fuck out. You see silhouette of a giant dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Unfairy fun factor. And then there's, like, stro- it's like we're at, like, a gay, like, like rave. There's, you know, like, strobe effects. We pointed out how they didn't show, like, any nudity in the prior two scenes. It's just so this scene, they get a full penetration. Right. So... Fortunately for us and for Scorpion, in mid-fuck, a guy shows up on a bike and goes, Hey, I just found this caravan! Yeah. You can tell fucking one is so disappointed. He's like... Because apparently, this is what... how If you want to join the Templars, you really want to join because this is their initiation ceremony. And so... (laughs) You've heard of jumping in. You get fucked in. So, cut the music. You know, Griff, I can't help but notice Scorpion would have saved himself a lot of time and effort if he just used the latest product from a new sponsor of ours, Steel Eagle. Well, why don't you just, you know what, don't let me explain. Let the commercial explain. All right, let's do this. Imagine this. Civilization has finally collapsed. You're roaming the wasteland in search of gasoline. You just killed a man for a can of beans. The last thing you need to worry about is forced sodomy. Fact. When society crumbles, so do people's sexual inhibitions. One day he's Bob from accounting with a wife and two kids. The next he's Lord Thundercock looking to tear you a new one. Don't let it happen to you. And it won't. Thanks to the good people at Steel Eagle and their newest innovation, the Doomsday Defender. Yes, Steel Eagle, the same company that brought you napalm in a can, and the pocket flamethrower bring you the latest in chastity belt technology in the Doomsday Defender. The Doomsday Defender is made from high tensile stainless steel and is designed to conform to the shape of your body to ensure the most comfortable fit possible. But that's not all. The Doomsday Defender is also equipped with a hole for all your defecating needs, surrounded by an array of razor-sharp prongs, guaranteeing your holiest of holies stays exit only. And because it's stainless steel, cleanup is a snap. Just spray your nether regions with a hose and you're ready to take on another day in the hellish landscape that is our future. Face it. Being forcibly taken by a gang of roving sex maniacs in the apocalypse isn't a matter of if but when. Don't be a victim. And with the Doomsday Defender, you won't be. Go to SteelEagleSoaring.com for more information. So then we're back to the movie. And 
they're like the, the caravan that they saw is the one we saw earlier by the sect. The sect. So yeah. they show up, and, they, and then I love how the one he pulls a perfect Adam West Batman move. He's like, "Leave him. We have to leave." You know, like, like yeah. in the Batman movie, where they, they would the Batman TV show. They'd put him in a death like trap, and they're like, "We have to go." Yeah. So they all take off. They leave like a couple guys like to kill him. So they take off, go to the sect. Meanwhile, Nadir, who's always got fucking scorpions back. He shows up. Oh, this is like later in the day. It's like it's daytime when he shows up. Yep. So like Scorpion's all fucked up. I will point out it was very nice. Even though they're going to kill him, they they sewed his butt cheeks pants back up. They did. So he had right. a, his pants were back on. Yeah. Or so they got him a new pair. I think they just sewed him up. They're that nice. That nice. So I mean, they sewed him up, but then they also did tie him to the back of their car and. Yeah, drive well, them yeah. Out so, so they're dragging while. around this like kind of swampy area. Yeah, Nadir, he's like, eh, I'll let him drag him a little bit. Yeah, Nadir's pissed for and then, some well, because he's hurt. Gay tension. Yeah, because he's like, oh, you'll fuck one, even though he doesn't, yeah. even though he got raped. He doesn't, <laughs> but he's like, you know, you know, whatever. So he pulls out he, a couple of those exploding arrows. Great shot. Hit some guy on a motorcycle. Gets hit in the fucking neck. Head explodes. The fucking motorcycle still keeps going yeah. with the headless body. On. Oh my god! Yes. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> that I, was a beautiful shot. Too. That really Did you was. See that head go flying and yeah, shit? Uh, yeah. It's just it looked like something out of that Guar concert we went to because he had like a really long neck at that point. Right. <laughs> He's just like, oh goddamn! So then, so then Nate, that was a good show. Nate Deer, you know, kills all the rest of the guys, rescues Scorpion. And, uh, I mean, Scorpion's a little traumatized at this point. Well, I would be, too. If yeah. I, yeah. He, I, I guess forcible rape will do that. So, so. he's like, he's like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back to the, the mechanic kid. Yeah. So the three of them are hanging out. Scorp's in his funk. The kid's having a good time. He just thinks it's hilarious. Kids are <laughs> assholes. Yeah. I mean, we already knew this kid was an asshole, but this really teaches us that kids are insensitive. Maybe as that's fuck. his payment. He he fixes your cars and he can laugh at Emotional you. Emotional <laughs> scarring is his payment. Yeah. Well, someday, someday, Scorp, something <laughs> fucked up's gonna happen to you, and I'm just gonna get my childish grin on. So uh, bear in mind, Scorpion has just been raped and dragged by a fucking car, so he's fucked up physically, yeah. emotionally, mentally. He's just he's just gone. He's had a rough day. And so, but he still wants to get, obviously wants to get revenge on one. So he's like trying to like draw the gun on his side. And he's like, oh, he just can't do it. And so Nadir being the sensitive guy he is, he does a little reverse psychology on him. He's like, yeah. you're a coward, man. Come on. You, 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 you'll never beat them. You're too slow. It's from their past. He knows that the only thing that'll get through to Scorpion is, you know, some, uh, some rough, you know. Tough love. I, tough love. Thank you. Right. So he's got to show him the toughest love of all. I mean, he, he takes off his Well, the, I think he already got the toughest love of all. Yeah. From, but, uh, but. Excuse me. Rape's not love. Well, yes, it's, you're right. So, so but, but it works. Because then he's like, whoosh, and he whips that gun out super fast. He's yeah. like, I knew it. I yep. knew that's all you needed was a push. Yep. And, of course, fucking the asshole kid's laughing the whole time. Just the whole time. Just chittering. Oh, God, that laugh. So then, well, so then we cut back Chitter. to the sect, and this is where uh, the Templars show up. And is this, isn't there another great speech? Oh shit! Uh, let's see. I would love to say, you know, is there a great speech? There is a great speech I wanna, here. Can I read it? I you read can read it speech. while while you're getting ready. There, it's just that uh, climax speech right there. Before we talk about that, 
I just really want to say, like, having those three together, because this is the moment where we get to see the kid's ingenuity. Like, he's built, you know, some kind of armor that might come up later. But I love seeing Nadir, Scorpion, and uh, uh, the kid together. I, re- I really do wish, if we don't make a sequel about the, you know what? This is included in the sequel we're writing where the two get together. The kid goes along with them, and they're a little family. Interracial, <laughs> gay couple with a genius child. You know what? That that might be that, that uh, Big Bang Theory knockoff. That might be what that is. I don't I've, know. I've never watched it, but that sounds like... Well, we all, yeah, so you're talking about the scene where we see that the... Even though he's laughing at everyone's pain, he's also hard at work. Yeah. And the kid creates this, like, drill, this giant drill. And he's like, hey, man, we're going to fuck up these people with this. And they're like, right on, man. And then he shows them the other invention. Yeah, he pulls out, like, a sheet of glass. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Nadir. Hey, Nadir. <laughs> God, that voice. Throw some of those, like, arrowheads at I, It's inaudible child gibberish. <laughs> I, I have no idea what he said there. So Nadir obliges and throws them, and we learn that this is, like, bulletproof glass. He's just laughing. And he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. It's probably some, like, six-year-old woman doing the voiceover for this it role. So then we go back. So while they're doing, they're getting ready to, you know, kick the Templars' ass. We're going back to the Templars showing up at the sex yeah. care, uh, caravan. So this is where the great speech comes. Oh right? God, this is it. So right before the Templars are gonna fuck up, we already got one big speech. This one is where I, this, give is, another. this is where you learn why people follow a guy that's gonna butt rape you because of these great speeches. Yeah, no charisma up the yin yang, and yes. when you don't accept the charisma, you get the drill. Nope, got nothing. So here's the great one speech. Idiots! Dreamers! Don't you understand? The world is dead! We have all closed our eyes! Even the heavens are silent! You! And you! And you! You are walking dead! Rotting corpses! There is nothing left! Nothing! Not even the signal you think you hear! Nothing! There is no more soul. No more hope. There's only one faith, one ecstasy. Death! And death you shall have, you, you last ugly dregs of humanity. You don't deserve to live. Fucking shit. How many takes do you think uh, those two speeches took? I, I don't know, but it took me one. Oh. But, yeah, so you're like... so. Since they probably didn't have the budget, they just destroyed the whole like sex caravan off camera. Yeah. So we so we fast forward to Nadir and the the, the trio again, the yeah, Holy Trinity, the, the three amigos. Yep. They show up. The caravan's all fucked yeah, up. They, they got. They decide like they're gonna go out together. You you get that moment <laughs> where you know Scorpion's like I gotta go after him, and Nadir's like I'm going with you, and he's like No, you're not, and he's like Look. I go for no one but myself, and I'm going. I go for glory. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the kid's like, I'm going to you. <laughs> oh, you'll forget. Here's a callback. <laughs> oh, boy. Before that happens, here's another uh, speech that Nadir gives Scorpion to, like, pump him up. Oh, Jesus. It's just like, here lies the great Scorpion in pain. Oh, God. Victim of the big bad quiz, the Templars. <laughs> it's 
Like, oh, you, gotta again. Rub, you gotta rub salt in the wound, dude. I mean, come on. And again, mm. he's uh, trying to trash on the gays to avoid his gay. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. I didn't he's even think that, about it. You know, we, he's, we, he's projecting. Is yeah, we obviously have no problem with it because we're talking about shooting the sequel to it, where <laughs> right. you know they carry on with their gay little way. But man, really trying to run away from it. But yeah, what they no. are gonna run into? Thou doth protest too much, mm. nadir. That those were words that mm. I. That's a little Shakespeare for you. That that's well, you know you Shakespeare. know Shakespeare. You just read some of the beginning of the. I podcast. go into a trance, like you know, mm. we're both big fans of uh, Broken Matt Hardy, and he used to go into those <laughs> trances where uh, oh, the the seven deities. Oh, the seven deities, the seven deities. Yeah, uh, that's what happened to me. Oh, okay. I'm having a. Premonition. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, oh. and then I, I wake up the next. I get drunk and I write it on that fucking dry erase board. <laughs> That's all that happens there. That's okay. the fourth wall. The Wizard of Oz has been revealed. That's how poetry happens. Okay, so we're finally getting to to the fight that we've been teasing now for too long. The final battle between Scorpion and One. I mean. We're going to have to wait a minute because first got to watch fucking uh, uh, the kid and the deer just run around being badasses. Yeah, they, they take out all the henchmen. Yeah, they're, they're just slingshotting people on the neck. The kid's got great accuracy for being a little shit. I, he, he knows I'm looking that. a lot smarter for picking slingshot as my tournament to death <laughs> weapon because he is fucking people up. He's murdering people with a fucking slingshot. Yeah. And they're not like even like exploding ammo. It's just a regular no. slingshot. Regular old uh, David Goliath situation there here, you, you know? Boom. This movie's already got a lot of biblical things. A lot so of that, biblical allusions. That yeah. just fits right in there like one go. one's dick and a scorpion's butt. Sure. Is that... A, that, that's a beautiful picture you just painted there. <laughs> so, yeah, so... All the henchmen are taken out, and this is it. The big showdown. It's like right out of an old West yeah, Western. Yeah. Paint that picture. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Paint it for us. So, so, oh, I'll do that. So, an oil paint. So, <laughs> Scorpion shows up. He's wearing the poncho like Clint Eastwood and all those badass Getty Westerns. Yeah, you got the dust. There's these great. It's a great him. like camera angle where you see like the hip of the one with the with the gun right there, yeah. and you see uh, Scorpion out in the, the background, and they're gonna they're gonna shoot it out. I mean, the only thing I was really missing from that was like a tumbleweed, and you know the the nice. I can't whistle. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so the odd thing is, one totally get beats him on the draw and shoots him in the chest like three times. Yeah. And but oh, ho, 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 a little callback to that 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 uh, glass that uh, the, the young, kid, the, was the kid made. Up. He made this badass. Almost remind me of the armor like He Man dolls where it's like it's <laughs> like sculpted. It's actually <laughs> the armor is more ripped than the actor wearing oh, it. So much. He so does it's like not fill it's it like in. a clear like plastic like um, shaped like a muscular chest kind of <laughs> chest plate. <laughs> But our sitcom dad is not muscly at all. <laughs> no, he's pretty pretty weak looking. E- even in his padded jacket, he doesn't fill it out. So it deflects the uh, the bullets, and so one's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out of here." Yeah, and he just takes the fuck off, leaving Shadow to like die, I guess. Yeah, the Shadow freaks out. He starts shooting people randomly. It's got and- murder on the menu. <laughs> I mean, they he did just get tied down in Ard, so right. He's probably getting out of that frustration. So, 
so then so Scorpion's got to take a shadow. So <laughs> there's a scene where like they're on the like opposite sides of like a pipe or some shit. And like Scorpion shoots right down the pipe and hits Shadow in the face. Oh man! And it looks like something out of like an old Looney Tunes like cartoon when somebody gets shot in the face, where his hair is like flied out <laughs> and he got burn marks on his yeah. face. You see him in agony, like <laughs> dropping out of the scope sight, yeah. and he's just got like this giant gnarly burn. Like the ma- they had a great makeup crew for this. Yeah, they did for sure. And so. Scorpion's like, I'll teach you to rape me. And he goes hauling ass after the one, yeah. leaving the kid in Nadir. But they, they got it in these Yeah, jackets. I mean, we get a couple different shots of them just, just lighting up it's all like the they're tumblers. having the time of their life. Yeah, there's yeah. that one moment where Nadir is drawing back his bow, and he's about to turn a corner. And before he does it, uh, the kid kills the guy that he was targeting. And he looks at the kid, and he just gives him the finger wag, like, come here, kid. And he looks angry. Right. Fred Williamson, great actor. Looks angry as shit. Kid gets up there, he just lays out the skin. Give me a five, man. They're oh, they're, they're cool. Yeah, man. High five. Yeah, we just murdered all these people. That's cool. So they take they take care. They basically wipe out the Templars. It took two it took a child and one man to do something that no one else could do, and that's eradicate the entire that's Templar a, army. With a slingshot and a fucking bow. <laughs> yes. Who would have thunk? So, cut to Scorpion hauling ass. I swear, like if you you look at it, they, there's like a readout, like a speedometer readout in his car. If the car is allegedly going like 200 miles an hour. They're not going more than 35. And they, they were, and it would really annoyed me because even like in the uh, the Road Warrior movies, there's a, a few scenes. Yeah, they were like you know they were like not on roads. So you couldn't go like super fast in like a regular car. So what they would do is they would speed the camera up yeah, to make yeah, it yeah. look like they didn't even do that. Nah. It was like this. There's like some old lady in a cart that's going like. Past I mean, at now. this point, like you said, the director is treating this movie like a <laughs> like a friend, like a distant friend. Some guy you went to school with, you know, yeah. not talking to anymore. Some guy contacts you on Facebook, like ah. <laughs> so. So this is where Scorpion unveils the little newest addition to his car, the drill. Mm. We saw that we saw earlier the kid was was uh, showing off. Yep. So he's sneaky. So he's like driving right up on uh, on the one. He's like, "I'll show you to ra- you want it. You want to know what it feels like to be raped? Feel this." <laughs> and he just rams this big drill up the one's ass, killing him right through the car into his ass. And then the, then the one just crashes into a, like a, a rock face. Yep. Like, Blows up, even though this, this car was probably running on like electricity. It was like a Tesla. Yeah. It blows up all the same. So then, so Scorpion comes back. Alma, the woman's there. Nadir's there. The kids there. I don't know what happens then. That's there's not much that does, happens. Does Nadir, Nadir, does he, Nadir uh, his lady comes back out because like the sect. Apparently didn't all die. Yeah, right. So the one woman comes out, Nadir's uh, Anyone with the speaking friend. line survived. Yeah. Except for Father Moses, who got shot because he had a fake Nanchang, so a real Nanchang would have caught the bullet. Oh, yeah. It would have looked like something right out of Pootie Tang where he reflects the bullet or the arrow, laser, whatever it was yeah, with his was. Nanchang. Um, but what, what we get is Nadir, her, his lady friend comes out, says something, want to go off in, into the sunset, and he's like... Let's go. So they they peace out. And then we get Scorpion, his lady friend, and the kid. 
Yeah, and then there's this really bizarre sequence where the kid walks up. Bear in mind, they've had, they had a relationship for I don't know how long, but they know each other, and they've been cool just being yeah. friends or whatever they are. And the kid grabs his hand like, Father? Yeah. yeah. And it was like, is this supposed to be some weird family now? Like, exactly. he's finally defeated his demons of the Templar. Now he can finally have a family? I don't yeah. know. So, I mean, really, what I think... Um I think that uh, Scorpion really needs to retire the clear vest and the padded. He needs Wilted, to go, uh, jacket. Yeah, he uh, needs to go full Cosby sweater. He need th- well, he's again, a dad now. Why not? This is this is did, right wait, for eighties. You know, did, sitcom. A, did the Cosby sw- sweaters survive the Holocaust? There's got to be a factory somewhere, an abandoned factory with just like yeah. thousand Cosby sweaters. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe the nuclear war only happened in Italy. Maybe it didn't happen mm. anywhere else. So, so Italy's like a hellhole. The rest of the world's going on as as usual. Yeah, maybe Business it was a usual. fight over some pizza. Mamma mia! Oh boy, that's a crazy. Oh boy, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, <laughs> Italians. So, movie over. Done. Walk in the sunset. Yeah. Not even walk into sunset, just freeze frame on Scorpion. Oh yeah, the, and do, 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 back to the techno. It's pretty sweet, pretty sweet techno. So I can't say more. You guys out there need to watch this on because on YouTube for fuck's sake, yeah. It's the easiest and just just watch the fucking scene we were talking about. Pop, you know what scene we're talking about? Pop watch it on that. YouTube, yeah. Because the first time I watched this movie, I literally had to watch that scene again. Did I see what I? fucking just thought i saw yeah yeah i mean you, you watch it like eight or nine times right i don't want to talk about that right now okay it was a lot it was too many <laughs> well you know you're thorough i i had to figure out what kind of technique he was using because like i said it was some kind of samurai technique i wanted to identify i got it. flashbacks to uh american, american samurai, samurai. Yeah, he was he, somehow he got the samurai six cents i don't maybe, know maybe maybe the one was one of the many people from previous golden globus plots where he dropped in italy his parents died in a car, <laughs> uh, plane crash or something he, he was got raised dropped by an italian samurai and who knows yeah maybe a samurai ma- the same samurai master slash ninja master from ninja and he samurai. gets around you know yeah he travels in- the world raising white children exactly he's he's <laughs> hanging out in italy oh shit another abandoned child like, not again <laughs> fuck i'm on vacation <laughs> oh well i guess i'll train him <laughs> <laughs> sounds perfect to me so if Something kind of sounds weird here. We did have a little bit of a malfunction. A little bit. Uh, a little bit a, of a malfunction, a little bit of a meltdown. I mean, this is what happens when I don't drink. If I sound different for, uh, throughout this episode, it's because I, I'm i not drunk. I didn't have a drink tonight. Yeah, guys. I guess he's got to be drunk. Yeah. The intervention's over, guys. So something happened between me drinking and not drinking where uh, we had a major fuck-up. I had to try to go through and fix something. It wasn't doing another thing. It's all kinds of technical, real technical shit. Real technical. I, I had no idea what he was doing. So, anyways, we added a, we figured whatever out. It's going to be a lot of work. This episode will still be out in the morning. You'll find out. But So you really need to listen to this episode, and you really need to tell people to listen to this episode because Griff's got a lot of work ahead of him. <laughs> sure. 
all I know is I'm drinking for the editing process, so that's where shit's going to get fun. But before we... You know it's going to be fun. Next yeah. week, where we go back to where we belong. Mm. The world of Golan Globus. Yeah, let's end this road trip. Yes, we'll, 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 be, we'll step out every once in a while. We have to go back to our roots. We'll get there. We'll get there. And we're not, and I don't, we're not any ordinary roots. We're going to do a motherfucking Sylvester Stallone movie. You know, I just th- realized we're doing like a vehicle-driven movie to a vehicle-driven movie. It, it's all... It's, I did it real. It's, that's amazing how that worked out. It's um, yeah. It's all. It's all. There's. It's like a David Lynch thing, dude. If you were mm. listening to these things, you can see there's this shit in here, like subconscious shit. Yeah, you're not even aware. of That's why you need to listen to the, every episode more than once. <laughs> sure, definitely listen more episode every episode. So, of course, the movie we're going to cover is the movie that taught me not only that I have a horrible father. Oh. <laughs> And that the way to f- bond with your dad is over arm wrestling. Mm. Of course, I'm speaking of the classic a movie I saw way more times than I really wanted to see. <laughs> and I'll explain that in the next episode. A little movie called Over the Top. So, with the, you know, we're just going to go ahead and leave it there. So, uh, yeah, we're, I'm out of here. Yeah, like I said, keep it warm. Oh, you know, we can get to that. We're going to have to go ahead and cue that in later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, how are we going to do that? Stop recording.